today, my handyman came over to install a light over the path that leads to our back alley where the sanitation workers pick up our trash. Beforehand, we had a discussion about what kind of light I was looking for. Was it a dawn to dusk light or one that turns on when we walk by that is a motion sensor? I wanted a motion sensor. As any homeowner knows, different kinds of lights serve different purposes. They may primarily be functional, but we use light not just to see. Light helps us create a mood. It can provide security, or in the case of this week's Torah portion, it can illuminate our connection and commitment to God and our Jewish faith. The opening verses of Parashat Titzaveh instruct us on how we can create holy light. You shall further instruct the Israelites to bring you clear oil of beaten olives for lighting, for kindling lamps regularly. The key phrase being ner tamid or eternal light, the very light hanging here above the ark and in the chapel as well. Have you ever come into the sanctuary when the lights were out and looked up at our ner tamid? It's special. The light is not a big one, but it's constant. You have to look at it for a little bit of time to see its brightness, but you know the minute you walk in, no matter what, it's here. The opening lines of Parsha Titzaveh offer three simple statements about the Ner Tamid and its illuminating power, which far surpasses the actual light it creates. The first one says that the Israelites are to provide oil for the light, bring you clear oil of beaten olives for lighting, for kindling regularly. The second statement commands those who work in the temple to set up the light in the right place and keep it burning from evening to morning. And the third one says that this is an important rule established for all time in the house of Israel. At first, the light was kindled in the Mishkan, the sacred tent of meeting. Then later in the first temple built by King Solomon, it was rekindled in the second temple when our people returned from exile in Babylonia. Even when that temple was destroyed, the light continued to shine and is kindled at least symbolically in every Jewish congregation in the world today. And because we know the light was at least originally kindled with oil, we also know that it was not a roaring fire, but something more demure. Wherever we build our synagogues and temples, however grand or modest, an eternal light burns. It's always a little light burning in darkness and light, shining whether we are there to notice it or not but it is always there, highlighting the Holy Ark and the Torahs within it. Jewish tradition seems to favor little lights rather than big splashy displays, perhaps because they are so simple. Shabbat lights are small, so are Hanukkah lights, so is the light of the Havdalah candle. They're easily accessible and affordable. And while the Ner Tamid is in a relatively fixed location, the rest of our lights are totally portable. Our lights remind us of the power of simple gestures and seemingly small actions. They touch us in ways that big glitzy things cannot. So the first lesson of Parashat Titzaveh of the Ner Tamid is clear and simple. God is calling on all the Israelites in general, not Moses or Aaron or other priests to provide the oil for the lamp. 
This reminds us that everyone's contributions to the community are important. No matter how great or small, everyone needs to participate. The second part of our verse is a command for the priests to set up the light and in the right place and lahalot, to raise it. On one hand, we can see this command as a reminder to share the metaphorical light of Judaism, the message we want to share. But I think we can extend that metaphor to something more concrete. The eternal light may be physically present in the sanctuary, but we can also think about God's eternal light burning inside of us. We should all see ourselves as leaders and emissaries of God's holy light, asking ourselves, how do we shine our light out into the world? How do we raise ourselves up to try and reach our potential? How can we show more compassion and concern for others? Do we take enough time to look for signs of isolation or loneliness in those around us? Do we understand that while we all crave more light, attention and support, there are others around us who feel that they are in total darkness. The third part of our verse explains that the requirement to raise a constant flame is a rule that our people are to follow for all time. So even though the temple is no longer standing in Jerusalem, even though our eternal light is a bulb and not a flame fueled by clear oil of beaten olives, the requirement transcends time and place. Our eternal truths, like the eternal light, have lasting value for us, but we must remember to look up and beyond ourselves in order to appreciate its power and the part we play in bringing that light to life. There's a great story about a congregation that underwent a building project to renovate their sanctuary. Much thought and planning was put into its construction and when the work was finally complete, a dedication ceremony was planned and all the members of the community gathered in the beautiful space late on a sunny Saturday afternoon. People gathered with great joy and expectation, marveling at the beautiful windows, the exquisite woodwork, how the holy ark newly refinished shined and the eternal light glowed. But as the afternoon gathering went on and the sun began to set, the room grew dimmer and dimmer until finally it was quite dark. It was only then that they realized that the new sanctuary had no lights other than the little flame of the Ner Tamid over the ark. The congregants began to murmur with confusion, even some distress, until the rabbi stepped forward and walked up onto the bima, holding a lantern, which she then lit. I see that you've just noticed that our sanctuary has no light fixtures. I assure you that this was not an oversight of the architect or building committee. This was a very deliberate decision. This is a beautiful room, a wonderful space where we can gather as a community to worship God, to celebrate our faith, to care for each other, but it's just a room. And even if it is flooded with light, if you are not here, who would see it? Who would feel it? Who would share it? That is why we had hooks fastened all along the walls. It will be your job to bring a lantern with you each time you come to this holy space. Your presence will assure that we have enough physical light to do what we've come to do. But more importantly, your presence will assure that we have the light we really need, the light of your love and compassion, the light of your commitment to this community and your connection to each other to fulfill our holy mission in serving God. If you don't come, we won't have the light we truly need. Now it is up to each of us and all of us together to illumine this space 
and make it a place where God's presence dwells. On this Shabbat Tzitzaveh, though you are not here with me physically in the sanctuary, your light still shines bright. May it remind us to share our light with others so that we can create holy spaces, both physical and spiritual, that uplift and brighten all our lives and the world around us. Something to reflect upon on this Shabbat of eternal light. May we all experience a Shabbat full of life and light. Amen.